Hello. Hi. Welcome to NaFam the podcast. Welcome. I thought maybe you would do something different today. And if I changed it up a little bit. Will you write me something to do? No, I won't. That's not my job. Your job is to show up as who you are. Hmm. Who am I? Good question. Who are you? What are are you? you? I don't know. I'm a a life force, a giver. Are you limiting yourself? Yes. By putting labels on yourself? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. What what is the most generic label you could put on yourself, do you think? Really? Um, Generic label? What are you thinking there? Broad broad label that would be most encompassing of you. Um, No. Oh, I thought you meant like what a person does. That's a good question. What do you think? We we both listened to a podcast today where they talked about not defining yourself based on your personality or your career or, you know, any other facet or Mm -hmm. aspect of your life. So like, so who are you? That's the question. Well, in the past, we've talked about this idea of describing yourself in verbs, which I think is is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Jim. What word did you say? Kind. I said giver. <laughs> giver? I said giver. But then I'm like, well, in a take or two sometimes. So can't just say giver. That's not totally accurate. Yeah. What are you do doing you on think, your phone, by do the you way? Think that are you giver... looking something up related to this? Or yeah, are you... Yes, I was trying to see if I, ha- if okay. I could find something, but I'm not finding it. Okay, fair um, enough. Oh, I did find it. I did jot down the question. We listened to a couple of podcasts today. I binged Ram Das. Be here. Is it be? What is it called? Be here now. I don't podcast. remember. Anyways, it's just like a bunch of old tapes of his right. recordings. With um, like a host like doing an initial intro narration yeah. explanation. Yeah. Let me pull it up. Um, yeah. It, Ram Das here, here and now. now. Oh, here it is now. here and now. Okay. Um, who you really are when you finish being who you think you are. That was the title of that podcast? No, it's a question. Oh, okay. Because like because the, the other podcast we listened to is the one that I was sort of like, referring to. You know, he's talking about like spiritual awakening and like how you know you're on the path of spiritual awakening and um I don't remember how far along the path you are, but maybe it's the maybe it's the final space <laughs> um of evolution is um yeah, you're who you really are when you finish being who you think you are. It's a little trippy. So trippy, right? Uh huh. Because how do you get to that point? <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of yeah. Sorting through, thinking, learning. You are a giver, but you know it's funny. I'll have to listen. I feel like when we this is coming up for me right now, um, the Armchair Expert podcast. You and I have talked a lot about one of the psych. I think he's a social psychologist, um, Adam Grant. Um, I'm just going to be honest, unpopular opinion. I'm not a big fan with him. I'm just not super impressed with what he says. I don't think much of it's original and I think some of it's oversimplified. And anyways, he talks a lot about- You haven't had the occasion to hear him go deep if he does. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's- But he talks about the giver versus taker personalities in one of the podcasts. Obviously, there's this idea that givers are more desired- but I'm just, I just feel like I'm going back to this idea of like, okay, people pleaser, giver, like, is this really just another way of self-preservation? So ultimately, are you really a giver? Right. Or are you just in self-preservation? Well, it goes down to the motivation of it too. Is it altruism or is it, yeah, self-preservation and mm-hmm. you, the perception, you want people to see you as this mm-hmm. thing and so therefore it's not right. from the heart. So right. yeah, I don't, that's why I said, I don't, I don't yeah. know. That's not a... There's an evolved giver or unevolved giver. Well, one thing... Conscious giver or an unconscious giver. One thing in that podcast, it was a Jay Shetty podcast. Yeah, we listened to, yes. Gabor Mate. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I think it's Gabor. Gabor Mate, mm-hmm. who sounds like Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. But... Um, He's a psychiatrist, the, psychiatrist by... The idea of talking right? about what's important in life and stripping it all away and, you know, trying to... Um, you know, if you look at capitalism, for example, when we work and what do we work for, like... We work obviously to earn a li- uh, an income and mm-hmm. survive, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's like all of that leads to stress in our life and just this tension and this pressure mm-hmm. and basically being um, altruistic giver, actually helping people do things for society. Those are the things that you get the most gratitude from and that ultimately create no stress on you. Well, maybe I think too. Like, yes, absolutely. We've. I'm saying of, a little bit wrong, but they've it's... kind of. Well, they've kind of proven that when we um, something's happening in a in a growth 
um, sort of way when we were talking about if we're going to like use terms like mental health or personal growth or that a path towards that is to be charitable, right? And to give back and to serve, Mm -hmm. but that's instrumental in that process. So that obviously makes a lot of sense. Is Which on the sort of if you I am, and if you look about? at it just at a surface level, it's like, well, of course mm-hmm. you're giving, so you feel mm-hmm. you, you you do you feel better about yourself in those moments, but yeah. it's bigger than that. But then it's, you talk about like individual purpose, and Gabor was right. asked at the end of the episode what his purpose was, and he said he's here to help free people, like free people, right? Like liberate them, like personal transformation, yeah. free from from themselves. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I feel like we all sort of have our own unique way of giving yeah and be in and through through our purpose you know yes um yeah because well and then we were listening to i kind of binged a lot of those ram das episodes today and he was talking about um what's the what's the verbiage verbiage he uses channels like different channels that we're all sort of in different levels of consciousness like some people that we interact with are more evolved more conscious than others and um there's like different channels and he he's like this like three main channels that most of us kind of live in here that we know on earth right like the first channel he talked a lot about is like people that I'm, i might mess this up you listen to it right or no did you were you like not totally focused that's the part that i was uh dozing the, the first channel are like people that are like it's more in the it's more in the physical domain like the body like um you seek satisfaction through like physical gratification of things typically more into physical material things and then the second channel are people that are obsessed with <laughs> made me laugh personality <laughs> and um like identity and suffering those are the people that are like oh you grow through the personal suffering that there's i'm like okay i was definitely in that space for a while and then he's like the third channel i think he labeled it the astral channel where you sort of see all of us as like he used astrology you know gemini virgo scorpio but this understanding that it's a little more even more removed and objective than that like that we're all just sort of like these energies and um once you see it, you can't unsee it. And how people in channels one and two are always like, you need to come back down here. You're, you just sound weird now. And they like talk about people on channel three, but you can't because you're just like, no, I, I have this like knowledge now. I, I see things this way and I, I just can't unsee it. I'm viewing the world completely differently. But then like, that's not even like very evolved. Like he goes on to like channels four, five, and six, but which channel four he described, which I don't feel like I could responsibly re-articulate, but I feel like that's what I've been learning a lot more about and trying to like really like experience because I could like feel like I can intellectually understand this idea of like this ability to look at the person across the room from you and see yourself in them, like truly this realization that we all sort of are one. And like, so again, I'm sabotaging all of that. I'm not stating that correctly, but and I couldn't even go on from there because it, it was a way over my head. But I have been really focused lately on this idea of how our relationships, at least for me specifically, I learned through my relationships, that they're their greatest teachers. And Ram Das was talking in one of his, was it the episode um, that I sent you? I don't know if you listened to it or not, but it was about emotional non-attachment and what that really looks like. You know, people confuse that a lot, um, but he was... The part that I was focused in on was this idea of like your when you get into a relationship with somebody, like your important relationships, like your spouses, your children, your parents, your siblings, that those are like those are your paths to God, because everything that comes up with friction or problems or whatever in those relationships is a part of yourself that you haven't basically integrated or, you know, and, and through, and, and that God is love, right? This idea of like light or love, whatever we want to assign to this, the conscious, the universe, whatever, but like, it's that through that, those are your paths through that wholeness. And that totally has made so much sense to me. I mean, it's all, again, something that for a while I've intellectually understood, but now I'm 
experiencing and really living out in a way. And that's when life is like, oh, these things are kind of fun. These things aren't happening to me. They're happening for me. Don't get me wrong. They're not easy. They're uh, hard. That takes me a minute to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, that I was getting really like, you know, going into my victim mentality and wanting to blame now. And then I have to like, oh, no, actually, this is what's happening here. Where, what, What is this? What's happening for me right now? <laughs> you just answered my question. I was going to ask you is how well are you able to do that in the moment and so not well but i think i'm getting better no but you just you just said though <laughs> that you are conscious of it in the moment and being able to maybe not always but you're able to actually tap into that and like maybe i think i res- i think i yeah but I, I think maybe the resistance is still hard where it's like i don't care this is painful and i want the pain to go away right well, now it's just like and in that the other podcast going back to the jay shetty and gabor mm-hmm. mate mm-hmm. Talking about um, growth, and growth comes through vulnerability. And Mm -hmm. a couple examples, you know, just to kind of actually put some, I guess, a visual around it is like a snail that is growing into a a crustacean in a shell that at a certain point can't grow anymore and has to move into a different shell. And in Mm -hmm. that period of time when he's the growth occurs, they have to get out of the shell to find the bigger shell. Or Mm -hmm. a tree needs to grow in soft fertile ground Mm -hmm. it can't grow in hardened rock just like people that's they're not going to grow in that state they need you know vulnerability around them they need Mm -hmm. that place where they can actually you know find themselves and then grow Mm -hmm. from there yeah and i think that is very related to what you're saying too it's like that that idea of this is painful but i have to actually be present and vulnerable in that moment to learn from this and to actually be able to grow from it and not be so this is painful this is terrible you know i'm ignoring everything else yeah yeah well like and like i don't have this issue with my parents i never have um but like he was talking about ramdas was talking about like you know your job as a child is to love your parent like even when there's disagreement and i and i'm not saying he's talking about abusive situations or any of that but like it's this idea of like I'm upset with that there's not like this thing where again there has to be agreement and um alignment or allegiance or um acceptance in a way of like I'll go along with what you want me to do but this way of like I'm not going along with what you want me to do and I love you because I understand that you are a wounded soul with your own things trying to control me which is impossible to do but that's your soul's journey to sort out but I am going to do my soul's journey and I'm, I can still extend love your way mm-hmm. so I, he he used the example of parents you can obviously use that with any relationship in that way yeah any any relationship yeah obviously the parent-child relationship is interesting right i mean even as even as oh and actually it's so funny that both of these we stumbled upon these podcasts soon we didn't mean to and they all they were similar because the one with gobber 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 Um, how did I say his name was pronounced now? I just like... Gabor. Gabor, Gabor. yeah. Is that... Gabor. 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 Yeah. He was talking about, you know, for so long, and I feel like this is sort of what where things stood when you and I were having babies. We were led to believe that you could shape your child to be anything you wanted them to be if you just presented them with the right circumstances, exposed them to the right, you know, environment. And he's like, no, they're each their own individual soul. And just talking about trauma and wounding, it's not necessarily the event that's traumatic. It's our feelings about the event or how it was handled. Like you could have like a situation where you had well-intending parents who were raising a highly sensitive child whose needs were never met, not because they didn't know, but because... I mean, because they didn't want to. They just they didn't know. It's like, oh, this our one our first child was resilient to this situation. There's there was never any sort of recognition or um, need that like child number two is having an intense response to this scenario. And how do we sort of help this child navigate through? Not coddle or you know enable or do anything that's going to promote. Um, like maladaptive behavior, but something that's going to reinforce resilience and strength and, you know, love. You don't, 
rec- the parents don't recognize that those wounds do happen and those are you know that's where it's like oh but the parents like but i but i did all the things i was supposed well, to do but it doesn't matter the child was is came into the so world so i was going to say way. on that on that note <laughs> and it's it's related it's not exactly the same context you're giving but I think they'd mentioned like Keith Richards or something in his drug use over the years in talking about how you could have one child that, and I don't, I'm not, I don't recall the details of that conversation, but that's what sparked it for me was when you were talking was that you could have one child that sees their parents, you know, doing drugs and, you know, this behavior that goes on and says, I'm never going to be like them. I'm going to be the exact opposite of them. Mm -hmm. And they hold that. That's, that's, for them, mm-hmm. that's how exactly how they don't want to be. And then another one that follows in the footsteps. Mm-hmm. And so there's no two sets of examples that are exactly the same, even within the same household. Right. There's no two kids that are the same. There's no two parents that are exactly the same mm-hmm. to each kid individually. Like oh, yeah. the relationships are going to differ no matter what. Mm-hmm. And whatever path you set out doesn't mean that, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to kids, as we know, with four yeah. kids in the house, they're all very different and they were all raised you know, very similarly within our house. Right. Well, and so it's also just this idea too of like, I came into the world with a certain impression of feminine energy versus masculine energy. And, you know, my feminine energy is probably was was needs were met or not met through the mother and so like whereas like my brother might have a different type of feminine energy that meets up against with my mom's energy that is very different than my match with my mom so we have very different experiences whether you know same for my dad like whatever like yeah that it's so interesting um because i was even talking to one of my kids one time about their experiences and like comparing themselves to other relatives and just being like, well, I'm, I feel like I relate to this person that you're telling me about. Um, and it sounds like they've had a rough time. And I worry that like, that's my future too. And I'm like, well, no, because I don't, I don't know that that person had the same parents that you have that helped guide them through those rough experiences, right. not on purpose, you know, but just, just unawareness. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Well, even how I parent versus how you parent. So I have a different relationship with my kids than you do with your kids, even in the same house. And we all have a relationship with all of the kids. But Mm -hmm. therefore, they're all picking up on different things from our relationships with them, Mm -hmm. you know. And then they go to their other parent's house and they have those relationships. And then it's like, but you're right. It's I think that one thing that we both try to do is not just provide guidance, but listen and try to understand where they're coming from and see them where they are. Yeah, you know, and it's not it's not a script. It's a, it's not scripted. Well, this is just what you do. This is the next thing. And, and there's no learning behind that. There's no emotion. There's no connection behind that, really. So I feel like you what do a you much saying? you do a much better job of that than I do. I'm talking about work talking to our kids. It's like it's not just about here's the solution. Oh, this this came up for you. You do this, this, and this next. It's right. not scripted. Life right. isn't scripted. So right. we could give you this advice in, you know what, that it's not about that part of it mm-hmm. and getting through the next. It's about understanding and learning from the experiences, not figuring out how, I mean, it is figuring out how to navigate the system, but actually learn about yourself and how you respond to it. And what might work for one kid isn't going to work for another kid. So it's mm-hmm. not this path that... Well, I found if I do this, this is what, you know, maybe that works for me, but it might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And allowing them to think and, you know, have their own options and opinions and thoughts on things. And, you know, it's, we do get to a point sometimes where it's like, we've talked about this like three times now, and I've told you what you should probably do. Mm-hmm. You choose not to do it, mm-hmm. but that's your choice, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you do get kind of frustrated in some of that sometimes, but at the same time, it really is about trying to treat each kid as their individual, you know, person and understand where they're coming from. Well, and I think it's also too, for me, it's this recognition of, you know, because I've got access to everybody's natal charts. I got the cheats on life, but... um for those of us that believe in astrology, <laughs> I understand what everybody's mommy and daddy issues are. So it's interesting and it's helpful because what mommy and daddy issues are really just your issues with emotions versus versus um, 
it's yin and yang. It's um, emotions versus structure versus rules versus, um, you know, it's the father <laughs> archetype versus the mother archetype. But um, so it's not just your parental figures. Like that's how you're going to that's how you're going to struggle right. within and without in relationships and in, within your own relationship with yourself and how you how you deal with structure and order in your life versus how you deal with your own um emotions and needs in that way so and how you nurture yourself so each kid is very different and um I've also learned that like oh that's your journey you know like that like even with my two kids I'll give for an example and I feel it too like my son has a very um for the most part I mean don't get me wrong trust me he makes fun of me all the time but at the end of the, the, the real the real core of him he has a lot of respect for me and uh, looks up to me and trusts me a lot with, um, well, just with things. <laughs> and and it's true. He really does. Like he relates highly to me. And that's so wonderful. But it's okay. Like life isn't that good either because my daughter doesn't necessarily have that same relationship with me. Her relationship to me is really important, but she has more of a per her chart (laughs) she's gonna have more of a conflicted relationship with me and I like having that knowledge because it helps me know what I'm working with and you know I don't have to react to any conflict we have I can continue to work down this path of like being her mother I've said to her so many times let let yourself be mothered let me mother you let me take this from you let me hold this for you like it's been pretty cool to have those experiences with her. Now that I feel like I have this new insight, it's totally changed the way I approach her. Um, so does that make sense, what I'm saying there? Like when you said every kid is different, how you approach them is different. I guess yeah, I'm just trying to like validate that and show you how yeah, that I was plays out say, in real you can, life for You me. can talk to one and you can really share your experience with, with one uh-huh. in a way that's like as if you were actually almost having that experience or totally relating yeah. exactly to that where the other one is very different. Yeah. It's very different. And it's I more even, like- I mean, I've looked at my brothers and I mean, again, if I I just know these things that these are, there's, there's, there is um, truth to these <laughs> to these natal charts they can disagree with me all they want i don't know how much they i'm sure they disagree but um it's fascinating because i'm i read their their respective conflicts with their mother versus their dad versus mine and it's like oh this so tracks like it makes so much sense i totally agree with all of it well that's we've (laughs) talked about that before but that's one thing that i always tell you is i can't argue with you there yeah so i can i mean i'll just just be transparent and i i think it's it's my in my natal chart says it i have a strong relatability to my dad i do feel that he is unattainable in many ways but there is just this like soul connection with him what do you mean by unattainable and i have like like, conflicted relationship attainable unobtainable or unattainable. Unattainable. Sorry, I always say that. No, I think uh, you said it right. I was just, I was just wondering what you, what, what, what you were meaning by that. Like, as far as a connection, like, like really getting close to him, you mean is not. Yeah, actually, in in Nathan's chart, he has the same thing with you. Mm-hmm. It's like this, like, yeah. Like, I, I'm hopefully, sorry. I wish I could put better. Hopefully, words there's to the it. same level of <laughs> shared respect and Maybe. love. But and there's this disappointment wisdom, but... too of like, where are you? Yeah, I need yeah. you. I need your presence more. Yeah. Um. This is not meant to be dramatic. This is like, we all have this stuff. Um, and then like with my mom, it's like, we have more of a, there's more of a, what's the word I want to look for there? Mm, I guess maybe just less relatability and maybe some like, there's just misunderstood. Like, I don't like get you. Like, <laughs> um, but it's not but also, unobtainable. I get, I get, there's a lot I get from her. I get, she is her there's a part of her that has a real playful side and um, joyousness about life. And like, I get that from her. And as much as you guys don't have that relatability, mm-hmm. you are able to share with each other, even if it's not from a related aspect. But there's more um, authenticity, I think. Between... Authenticity? Well, I mean, more realness. There's more realness in conversation. Like there's oh. no, there's no... There's no we're both ho- direct people. Di- very direct. We're That's, both, yes. There's no holding back on anything. We're both critical people. Yes. 
I inherited that. So when her. you guys are taught, like <laughs> you guys are truly everything you're sharing is exactly how you feel, exactly what you think. You're not. Oh, you're there's not, no beating around the bush. Right. Like your dad is more like me where he's not going to say certain things. You know what I mean? Like Correct. he's going to play his role and do his thing. Not, there's not a, he's not critical. There just feels like this yes. unconditional acceptance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so f- it's really it's really co- it's really cool. It's pretty cool, I guess. It's far out, as Ram Dass would say. It's pretty far out. I think the thing that is, you know, just staying on the same conversation or topic with your parents specifically, and all parent. I mean, we've got the same things with my parents and stuff. But mm-hmm. your relationship with both of them is so different. But there's still a because of those but, differences. There's the 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 connection you have with each one of them is a special connection in a way. In, their, in its own way. Yeah. Yes. There is not one that is, I believe, superior or inferior yeah, over right. the other. Because what it is is now that's that's also my relationship with myself. My relationship with my mom is reflective of my relationship with my own emotional world. My relationship with my dad is my relationship with more of the like. I might be not doing this justice. I mean, I know I'm not doing this justice, but like just the order and um structure of of my world um that's so generic i it would be too difficult to go deeper into that but (laughs) it's just you know it's this idea of yin and yang order versus chaos like um yeah yeah i wonder if your relationship with your dad and it's so much more complicated and complex and that and and fractal and everything but just to like i was gonna say your relationship with your dad and your closeness that you share with him it's do you i I think you look at him and all the things that he excels at are the areas that you probably feel the most deficient in maybe no i feel like i feel like my issues with you are the same as my issues with my dad it's like where are you step in where is that authority where is that Yes. Assertiveness. <laughs> yes. What I'm saying though is also the, the, the strength that he has. All the things he's he's missing or I'm missing, of course that's yeah, what you see. There's... But the strengths that he has are the things that you can look at in yourself and say, Those aren't my strengths necessarily, but you have a certain um not just respect for them, but I think like, there's I think a thing like too. This... I might be messing this up, but I think like that masculine father archetype energy is also like that idea of like I'm proud of you. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's like a taking care of sort of situation going on there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I'm not saying I know my dad's proud of me. Um, he said it so many times, actually. <laughs> but um, what you said something there that made me, what did you say again? I just said it's like when you look at him and I, I, I asked if his strengths or if you find that those are pieces of you that are your weaknesses maybe or that are missing. And so you kind of look at him. I don't want to say envious, but like, like, is there like intrigue or is there? Yeah, no, absolutely. And actually how it's sort of explained is like this idea of like the things that your dad values, do you feel like you live up to? It's like Mm -hmm. that for everyone, right? So if you have a strong thing there where you're like, yeah, I know, like that there's a strong um yeah that is that's actually there. really that's that's very interesting does that make sense it does make so sense. that's how it is for everyone it makes that actually ma- yeah that makes a lot of sense because i can look at my own relationship with my dad and i think that sometimes that's the biggest struggle because there are certain things that yes that he values that i find myself wanting to live up to those things and then other things where those become my insecurities where i my right, values but that's differ where, in that's certain where ways. this is all a playground because that's all your projection that's right. projection projecting that's your projection mm-hmm. you're like hmm, i feel deficit in this area i now feel rejected by this person or this so, energy but and again this is not 10 years ago i would have said and i'm not saying what you're saying is wrong at all okay. i would have said that's exactly where i definitely was 10 years ago where i feel and maybe not necessarily shame but i feel rejected i feel like i'm not living up to this i feel like in the, and now it's like oh no that's not mine to live up to exactly and so i hope that you've evolved in 10 years yeah yeah no that's what I, that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's is like the midlife that is the midlife cycle. is finding that mm-hmm. you know oh i don't yeah i don't have to you know subscribe yeah. to all of those thoughts and beliefs and yeah. that doesn't make me lesser it doesn't make me those insecurities that i might have around that like I can let those go. Right. But we all, I mean, I still catch myself sometimes feeling something about, you know, I won't call it a failure, but something, a deficit or something, and then having to step back and go, why? 
I'm not even trying for that. That's not who I am. So why am I even feeling? Yeah, why are this? you activated by that though? I mean, yeah. that's again, that's grist for the mill. I think like it must be. I'm, I'm, there's maybe a chance that you're holding back in a way too that you want to be able to come forth in this way. And it's not that people are people are telling you that you're failing at that. Right. It's that you're actually failing to come forth because you're afraid that you're going to fail at it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. There's a lack of confidence in that area maybe mm-hmm. or something and then it's but it's also like but also then then step in realizing like oh but i actually don't care about that mm-hmm. it's not that's not about me because that's yes i'm feeling that because that's just what's maybe ingrained in me that's how i was raised that's these things that still live in us mm-hmm. you know and then stepping back and being like but that shouldn't bother me because that's not even something that's important to me mm-hmm. you know so those feelings just in the subconscious they still yeah sit there until you actually process and go a little deeper and think about yeah. it. Yeah. The psyche is your I mean, your relationship with all the people around you is what's hap- a reflection of what's happening inside. It's your psyche. Um, I got a lot going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just a reflection of a lot going on inside. Well, but, I think but I want to go back though as far as like me saying like I feel like much of my relationship with you mimics my relationship with my dad. I meant in the in the area of emotions. I think um, both you and my dad are adverse to people that talk about emotions. And so to me, it's like that sort of same experience in that way where it's like, oh, I'm going to clam up. I don't like I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. What's she saying? <laughs> yeah. And we talked about this a little bit today, but... I feel like I've gotten I've gotten better at being able to sit and listen to it, but you're right, there's still I still clam up and don't necessarily participate in it a mm-hmm. lot, which I'm trying to actually be like, oh okay, what am I what's my experience here? What am I feeling? How can I contribute to this conversation and relate to this mm-hmm. person I love mm-hmm. and also just want to, you know, be relatable. You know, mm-hmm. and that's always so I think a lot of times when I have to think about that. Like as we're engaged in some kind of conversation or there's feelings coming up and emotions coming up and it's like, I actually have to take time in that conversation to almost like, I don't want to say step out of it, but actually like think about what I'm feeling Yeah. to be able to share that and actually communicate that so that we can, you know, connect on that. Yeah. And the interesting piece there is that that it's there though. You've just suppressed it because we all are all things. You've suppressed that piece of you for whatever reason, or it's just suppressed. Like it just never was awakened. And so when you suppress that part of you, you tend to almost polarize it out of other people too. So you might see an exaggerated version coming out of the person on the receiving end of your suppression and me maybe the other way like you're quiet and you might not have a lot to say when I'm (laughs) upset with you and it's hard for me to not say that I'm upset with you right it's it's hard for me to shut up it's hard for me to pause it's almost like I've suppressed that ability right to stop and pause and and not react and so therefore now I've polarized that in you where you're just like frozen not participating yeah. i have nothing to say we're both trying to draw our opposites out in each other in yeah. those instances where yeah. you get more elevated more exaggerated uh-huh. with your expression and i i'm like oh no no come back come back to me here yeah so i'm gonna stay calm calm and i'm gonna stay in this place where like you'll see that you can be calm with me because i'm being calm and it's like no then you're like no i need to get something out of you it's it's like mm-hmm. this is and we both do that same thing and like, like i said i've I know you don't always see it, but I do have some self-awareness around that now and trying to be like, okay, I know it's, I, I, sometimes I know what's going on and I can try to get to that point. Like I see what you need here and I need to come lean it's into this. It's just really interesting because again, in my previous, sometimes it's, I feel like we have one up because I've had a previous long-term relationships, but like, yeah, none of this was like a thing in my previous relationship. Like, so it's just fascinating to learn like how what we can learn about ourselves from our differing relationships with differing people, differing energies, you know? Um, I was, you know, Carl Jung talks all about this idea of, I finally think I figured this out via my coach because she's an expert in this area. And she finally, like, we talked more about it. And I got a better understanding. Like, the Jungians, Carl Jung out there, they talk about this whole idea of, like, 
it's just like, okay, life is all about like the duality of things and learning to manage the tension between opposites, right? So it's like, okay, you and I are polar opposites. So there's a lot of polarization and like managing that tension between the opposites. But so my coach was telling me though, that like with yoga psychology, like Carl Jung believes that like, that's it. That's where it stops. You just are trying to manage the tension of the opposites that there's nothing beyond that that, you know, there's suffering and there's joy and you manage the tension between those opposites. But she was just telling me about this idea of, no, it's the next step is to transcend the duality. And I think I've mentioned like a few episodes ago too about like, oh, I'm starting to experience that a little bit in some other areas. What does that look like in every area of your life? I don't know. That's so something that I'm still trying to ponder and hopefully one day experience. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either because when you talk about that, when I hear that, that transcending feels like detachment. And it's when you, not. I know. I so know it's I not. So I talked to her about it's, that. I know it's, it's I exactly. Had you, okay. most I had, an, I had a breakthrough session two weeks ago, three weeks ago, because I've been saying that to her. I'm like, I just, you know, the monks that live in, um, like, where do they, where are the, what's the word? Tibet. Like, yeah, and like monasteries and they're just meditating, you know, 20 hours a day. Like, they're detached from the world. Like, like I just don't, we also need to live in the world and have the experience of the world. Like, this just isn't computing to me. You know, I think a lot about this idea and... Um, I understand like the idea is like try to like transcend the ego, but we're also like living. In anyway, she was like, no, yeah, it's, it is not that. She's like, that is detachment. No, this is the opposite of detachment. She's like, it's that you are so fully in your body. There is full union. She said yoga, you know, it's yoking. And I, and she says that a lot. And then all of a sudden she said it. And I'm telling you, Jim, I had a physical experience and I can't, I did tell you about this. Mm -hmm. I had a physical experience where I felt my spirit step fully into my skin. It was like, I felt it too. It was almost like a full flowering experience. Like, you know, you see videos of like flowers blooming and um, what's that um, fast, um, what do they call that? Yeah, you know, like time-lapse, but like time hyperlapse or whatever. Yeah. And then you just, and then all of a sudden you feel like that final bloom and it's just like, like a full immerse. Like I felt immersion? that. Did you say immersion? Yes. <laughs> immersion. I don't even know the right word. Full flowering bloom. I felt that viscerally. I felt like the sensation over my forehead and it was so weird. And I was like, she's talking and I'm like, oh my God, I had to like stop her. I'm like, I just had the trippiest feeling. I'm like, it's like, a, it's almost like I just realized that I spend most of my time like detached a little bit from myself that like I'm actually now I get that I get he'll say all the time that we're doing that and I'm always like mm, okay yeah sure like I disassociation like I can see that in people but I'm like I do I do that you know I read that I that I'm probably doing that because we're all doing that and it says this experience is that and then I'm like oh dang like I can't really replicate that feeling again but it's almost like I'm like okay well I ha I kind of feel like I experienced it for a second there you know, uh -huh. and I and I have this idea of what where to go, like where is like, like where what what the desired outcome is. Oh, oh pause it. Yep, hold on. Okay. Okay. Is so, all right, we're back. I don't remember what you, you're talking you didn't about. know we left. We had a little uh, emergency call from a neighbor, so you had to go take care of some business. Fine. Everything's fine. Everything's Everything fine. is fine. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, I don't know exactly where we were either. That was a bit of a... Um, I think oh, I was talking about... I think I was, I was done, though, just talking about how I had that experience where it was like, oh, union yoke. Oh, yes. Like, I felt like this, like, visceral, like, stepping into, fully into myself. It's full awareness. It's not detachment. It's fully engaged in whatever is coming at you. It's not being not affected by things coming at you, but it's like... It's being fully authentic in that. But I told you, I want, <laughs> like, you've had that experience now one uh -huh. time. You haven't had it again, right? That's been two, three weeks now. Right. I don't expect to. I think it I was know. just to me. I think it was a. It was a like visual. I think it was like the universe is giving me a visual. Like this is what this looks like. This is what this is. You are not there right now. This is what it is, yeah. though. Do you know what I'm saying? But having a call it a taste of that. Yeah. Like, you kind of know what you're... I think it was just this... It wasn't like I had full awareness. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I know how to be fully authentic. Right, I think right. what it was saying, it was like this idea of like, you are not fully 
in your body. You are not. And this is how we're going to show you that you're not. This okay. is how this is going to be revealed right. to you. Look at this. Now you are, the, look, there's a, there's a movement happening. You can feel it on some weird level here. There's things happening to the sensations of your body that are like, oh, I think I just stepped into my skin. It's not uncommon during they've had three times I've been seeing this person for like a year I three times I can specifically recall where some sort of visual popped up in my head that was like a visual representation of an abstract concept that was being explained to me um and it just like happened and it was like it's there I got it I get it like and I still can hold those visuals in my head too so I think that's pretty cool I think so too again it's just like this insight it was an insight it was a moment of insight it was an epiphany it was that's what it was yeah. <laughs> like I said, I still like just to to know that feeling or that like I, I I think we all have that in different ways and not from maybe this experience, but in different parts of our life where something comes together, or clicks in a certain way that you do get that a little bit of a feeling. But it, from what you described, it's I've never had him before until I started this process well, with this person specifically. I would say from what you described, though, you're talking like on a, to me, it's There's, like, they're like spiritual revelations. I would say to me, what you're talking about is on a, what I, it is on a different level is what I'm saying. Like what yeah. you're, you're like, like I'm saying, it's like, take it and, you know, magnitudes greater probably is yeah, what that experience is. It's but, like, again, it's like this, it's a, it's like a, like I've had so many experiences in my life where I've gone through these experiences and I've come out and I'm like, oh, I've been able to have great insight um, and growth from them. But this is like something that you just experience instantaneously. And it's like, oh, that's a revelation right there. I don't, it's not like I'm there. It's like, that's what I'm seeking. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. It's exciting though. <laughs> it's exciting, especially because you, I think that, you know, don't know exactly how to say this, but let me just say. It's the union of the mind body. Yeah. And where you're at on your journey and like your uh, awareness around maybe concepts, ideas, things, mm-hmm. now that you've had them, mm-hmm. like you, your exposure is so much greater. So you, as you have more, it's just like learning something new, mm-hmm. but as you, as you learn this thing that takes you to the next thing that takes you to the yeah. next thing mm-hmm. that, you know, and I'll include myself, most of us may not experience I don't think so. that level. I, oh. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, but I don't think so. No, but I'm saying because that, and that yeah. you have, you are totally immersed, path, you're immersed in that path. that path. Yes, exactly. We started the, I started this conversation with her because um, I've been reading a lot about projection and just considering that that and um carl like the Jungian perspective on projection and i was reading something about how like i think i have this right according to Jung, the mind and body that mind body duality connection piece he explains it they're always at odds they're always sort of at war with one another and again it's that managing of the opposites of the dualities and that's where she was like no that's where yoga would say it's full union it's the yoking it's the full union and that and that like where that whole conversation kind of led to that and then she showed me i kind of painted some examples where i felt like this would be dissociation and she's like no that that's actually the complete opposite of and, and and that's what so many people confuse get confused about and oh, there is a whole conversation around that but um i have definitely been thinking about projection so much lately and just realizing that and again it's not necessarily new information but maybe it's just more at the forefront that we are all i don't know well i guess maybe she would say because this is how the conversation started i was like you know i just don't know that it's it's possible to ever stop fully projecting because that's just what we do. It's just inherent they inherently there. But like the goal would be to sort of to manage projection. Like the antidote to projection is awareness. So as you become more fully aware, the more you can manage your projections and and lessen them. Whereas there's other people that are just living in there so fully, deeply into their ego experience that they're just extremely projecting all the time and. Well, a lot of times it's easier to see it in other people than it is in yourself, well, that, obviously. Well, that's, that's absolutely right. I mean, even when you're aware, because some people are like, they don't even have understand the concept of projection right. and they're doing it. I told totally it. Like I, and I'll be like so good at spotting it in other people. And I might even say, oh, I know I do that. But then it's like, yeah, but I not, I'm not really seeing the blind spots where I'm doing that, you know, or I'm not like choosing not, to, I'm choosing not to see it when it's convenient for me or whatever it is. Of course, yeah. So I've been working more on that, just being fully aware of it all, trying to be fully aware of it everywhere I can all the time. But I think that's where, again, she was like, 
arguing that potentially, yes, no, we can, we transcend that. And I think that's sort of like what Ram Das is talking about now too. So I've been really kind of trying to find more information on what does, what does that feel like? What is that experience of transcendence in that way? Like all the time. Um, You'll have to tell us. Authenticity, probably. True authenticity. Uh huh. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Do you have any aspirations towards any of this? Um, I think I'm a little, I'm still a little overwhelmed by a lot of it. So for okay. me, it's like baby steps. I think I to could, let me, I, I'm going to ask you a question because like when I was listening to Ram Dass today, like I've been aware of Ram Dass for uh-huh. many, many years. There's so many things I listen to. It was like over my head, losing attention, can't pay, keep on like, what are you even? And now I'm like clinging to every word because it all makes so much sense. Mostly 99% of it. Um, is that what you're saying then? It's like for you then it's just like. Yeah. Some like even like um, some of his stuff that I've listened to, some of it, I'm like, you sent me one and I, I felt like that one was a little bit more, um, was able to actually listen, stay present in the conversation hear what was being said, you know, process mm-hmm. it, think about it. And other times, yeah, it's like I feel inst- not instantly, but if I'm listening for a few minutes and there's it feels like there's so much going on and yeah, and that so in that podcast, he's the recordings of him talking to people, mm-hmm. you know. I don't I mean, um what's it called? Not prophesizing, not um <laughs> whatever, guiding. Mm-hmm. But people ask him questions and he'll answer the questions mm-hmm. and stuff. And then he'll he'll be talking and people will laugh at something he says. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? Like, I just, I tuned mm-hmm. out, you know, mm-hmm. because it, or it just mm-hmm. instantly makes me want to just like, I'm so tired. I want to fall asleep because I'm not catching what's going on. Yeah. I, I, so it just depends on. It makes me excited that, that, that <laughs> I, now that does fully like make sense. Like, I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am understanding. Like, I'm, I was where you were at for so long, yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't get enough. I just want to binge every episode. So that's it for me. Is it, <laughs> is it a lack of understanding? Is it a lack of interest? Is it a combination I of both it's, that it's... I think it's both. I mean, when we don't understand yeah. something, it's hard to get interested. And if we're not interested, we don't understand something. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I think... I, and it's not like I wasn't interested before, but I also think, like, again, baby steps. Like, you can't... You have to evolve towards things. Right. You don't just... You have to you know, get familiar with a world and the language and the concepts. And then yeah, and if you hear somebody saying something that, you know, is 10 steps in the future. Yeah. It's it, none of it's none of it really. I mean, when you talk adds about up conduit, and it's like, I'm I can't like, get there. When you right? talk to me about conduit, I'm like, really conduit, Jim? Like, this is boring. And like, you're just, you could talk about it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. There's a lot of things I could talk about all day long, and most of them you don't want to talk about for they're on more channel, than five minutes. Because they're so. on channel one, and I'm on channel three. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So some of that, when you're listening to that, I could, you know, it's like I, I can understand, okay, channel one's this, channel two's this, channel three's this, and then it was like channel four and five and six, and then when you got to six, it's like... And six is like looking at yourself in a mirror. And so you're looking at yourself, looking at five. yourself, what, whatever. You yeah. get my point. Yeah, yeah. I, that, you know, that's hard for me to and grasp it's like, right now. But I am hopeful that I'm going to because I totally <laughs> understand four. And yeah. like, I don't totally understand it. But I'm like, oh, I can hang with four here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I felt at least I could understand it. I don't think I'm anywhere near a place to actually be like, Yeah, to oh, me, they I were can, just like before it would have been just like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, maybe. Like yeah. pie in the sky ideas. But now I'm like. Wait a minute. I'm I'm at the outside of your doorstep right now. But I think that's where you have spent all the time yeah, reading and learning yes. and processing. And so these like you just said, even certain terms that come up and when you talk about transcendence, well what is transcendence? And you talk about, you know, all these different parts that when you can understand finally what that concept is or what that might look like in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it becomes much more fascinating and interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. It's true. And it's like, I mean, again, this is spirituality. This is a different level. This is like... This is also part of my life purpose stuff, though. Right. Well, like, what I was just going to... Of course, I'm interested What in I it. was just going to say, it's, I mean, it's, it's like physics or something, you know? Obviously, if I pick up a physics book and I start reading it, I'm going to be like, I don't... I can understand half of it. The rest By the way, of it, astrology is all physics. I know. That's why I brought up okay. physics, because I'm just <laughs> equating it back to something that's yeah. actually like... Yeah. You know, which you I'm would starting. Take a, I never took physics. I never even took physics in yeah. high school. It was not required back then, and I'm like, oh, there's so much like basic information I have been deprived of, and I'm kind of being introduced to now, and it's like profoundly helpful to make those connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I mean, and it is, but it's like, I, so uh, physics maybe is a bad example because I don't know anything about no, physics, but I, hear exactly but I would say saying. like law, That's exactly you know, right. okay, I didn't know anything about law. It's so you, you read things and like, yeah, you, you can't, start, most people can't understand. Yeah. You have to start at the baseline, base what was, level, what was the that? base level. Oh, I thought you were shutting you me up or something. I'm like, did I say something oh, no. offensive? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You can't start at yes. the top of the pyramid. But I, th- I find it, I find it funny though, because actually I never, I mean, I guess not that I have never thought about about that but thinking about like i read a lot of contracts and stuff at work and i'll have somebody like say you need to read this i have no idea what this is saying and it's like oh it's just saying this this and this and it's mm-hmm. it is like and i wouldn't have known that before so true you do have to do that for me all the time i'm like what the fuck did that say there's like 300 double negatives triple positives like it could have been said much more easily yeah but <laughs> that over time just like anything else becomes yeah. totally understandable not always because there's some terrible writing and yeah. you know lawyers implementing contracts but yeah. but i can understand where it's like no when you the more you read and that's when it gets exciting too is when you start to understand yeah, more okay. and you start to grasp concepts and you start to actually be like oh, oh. this makes sense oh. so. yeah okay I, I like that what you're saying there oh you do cool okay yeah finally uh, what are we on finally. episode 70 or something 69 <laughs> 70 you finally i said something that you yes. could relate to and liked oh good yes. okay it's my one contribution this will be our last episode <laughs> that should get you excited then too though about other areas and that you're like oh, wow i could get as excited about this idea as i am about contracts it 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 does, but you know, if somebody told me to learn contracts now, I'd feel the same way. I'm like, oh my god, this is so overwhelming. So it's mm-hmm. just a, it's just like trying to be like, okay, I'm going to learn about that. When am I going to get my mind in a space where I can actually like do that with everything else going on? And it like anything, you can always find the time and you can always do it. But it's it just becomes so easy not to. What do you want to be better at? Connecting. No, no, for real. <laughs> that's what you're. <laughs> for that's real. what you think you should be better at. <laughs> well, that yes, for what, that reason, like, I no, want to. No, but for real, like if you think about something that brings you a lot of um, like just sort of like that flow state in life, like what are you doing when you're doing that? I know it's not related to connect. I know it's related to work. So just be honest. I think you meant like what do you like what is something you want to. What's something that like lights you up inside that that you want to be better at that you just couldn't learn enough about that you're just like give me more give me more. So there there's the there inherently (laughs) is the problem with that. There's nothing that I want to learn that much about. I don't think because I like to I, I don't have the attention span and I like to bounce. I like to learn enough about something to be maybe not quite proficient. So but I would you're telling it... me that in your day, you're you're not like, I got to get away from these people so I can go look up this article or look up this idea and I and, and just the problem find is all the sources I can on this topic yes, but and it's never, take it's, it in. But I can't say that I go back to the same topic over and over and over. I know people like you mm-hmm. and I know other people that very much it's like they will, they can focus on this this topic and this is the thing that it's they- It's not that I can. It's that I can't not. like Right. That, well, okay. I'm saying that wrong. You're correct. <laughs> and I, I know people that will go back to the same thing. And I'm like, enough of that. You know enough about that, like for your for these so purposes. This so this is fascinating then. Um, really though, like, is there a, a theme of things in which you, is there something there that you well, find you're un- Give yeah, me which, more, which give me I more. guess the, I guess the thing is that's somewhat funny about this conversation. I think it's kind of systems and how systems work, which this is like the ultimate system. And this should be something that therefore I would be yeah. very much like. But I think a lot of times because, it's just how things work and so how things work together. Well, generally, the thing that we are like reaching, like, give me more, give me more, give me more, I can't get enough, is only going, we're only going to get the key to unlock the greatest potential there is to turn toward the thing we're avoiding. So that's why I was asking you, like, what is it that does that for you? Give me more, yeah. give me more. And then you just answered systems. I would Can say you th- give us a little bit more of a concrete example, potentially? I would say, I would honestly say I don't know. I don't know what that is, which is probably why I don't focus on one thing. So it's just like nothingness it's like <laughs> let me escape into a world where i don't have to connect with anyone and no then... I, I like to connect and you know that i just in doing so i think that um you know i've said it before i 
And I, I've said that I want, I should learn to be better or very proficient in one thing. I should have at least something that like I can, you know, I know more. I don't think you should. I don't think well, you should. I'm I, just trying to get at I what I feel like I should like. because I think that, I think that that's where I feel. No should. Did you not listen to any okay. of the podcasts today? That's where, I know, but <laughs> the only reason I say I should is because that's, I think, where I have, where I feel the imposter syndrome or feel like a fraud or something because it's like, oh, I don't. You're on the wrong path if you're involved in any shoulds. So okay. just erase that i just want to know what gives you life what lights you up you're like this i want more i want more i want more i don't is it sex jim is that what it is it's all sex <laughs> which is mostly what i read Can about you... all day is just sex what would no. make sex better this is a great lesson that's a good question the ability to connect <laughs> yes. with another person yes the biggest thing you avoid yes yeah. I just there we go. We got it. We got it, Jim. <laughs> sure, we'll we'll go with that. That's uh, that's where that's where it's at. You will meet your greatest sexual um, potential when you are able to connect fully with another individual. Well, I would that's agree. With, I would agree with that. That's absolutely fair to say. <laughs> that's why I said connection, and you're like, that's not your thing, though. So I guess no, because um, not that. I, I didn't mean to say it in that way. I just know that you're not like jumping onto like. And plus, connection is a broad term. Like, what do you mean by that? No, and I think that my problem with connection is it's connecting in a way that's almost, I guess, mm, no, I don't want to say that. That's not right. Um, I was going to say, for me, it's like, it's like a puzzle. It's like finding all the pieces and putting the puzzle together. And so connecting with different people in different ways and learning that, you know, oh, this is... You can't is... put puzzles together alone. You'd be better at putting puzzles together if you invited someone else into the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I mean. I mean, learning about people's strengths and talents in... We've covered this kind yeah, of before previously. I know that's right? why. That's why. And so to answer your question, I don't know that I have an answer. I'm gonna. Have to, I'm gonna have to think about that one a little bit more, though. I think you should. I think it's worth it. You know. I will. I will. I will. Because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, like, what is it? What is it? What is that thing? Yeah, because like again, my I have a great interest in the. Um, um, mental world, the world of, of mental processing. And I want to stay there. But unfortunately, for in order for me to unlock further potential there, I have to enter into the physical material world and study that. And that is such a that has been historically such a turnoff for me. I'm currently basking <laughs> in a very seductive romance with the physical world. However, that's where I was. That's why I was curious. That's a, now that sounds exciting. I was curious because that's why I was thinking about. Okay, so yeah. Let, like, but um, have we thought more about that? Again, we've had this conversation multiple times. On this exact conversation, multiple times. I'm just revisiting it again. We see that you have gotten nowhere. I have not. Yeah, I, I said I was going to work on it. So if you've listened to probably four or five other of our episodes, I've said the same thing pretty much, and I still haven't come up with anything or thought about it really outside of here. So. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's funny because I know in our relationship there's sometimes where I get um, – well, I'll just use the word irritated. It's an easy, overly simplistic word. Is this going to be a conversation we've already had dozens of times, do you think? Uh, well, yeah, probably. Okay. I'm just going to keep – At least act like that instead of acting like it's a brand new topic. No, I, I, think we, I think we have had this conversation <laughs> on here before, but where – maybe in a little bit different way. But anyway, bottom line is it's like as far as relationships go, it's like, okay, stop reading about them. You know too much, and now everything you're reading about is, is a way for you to be like, that's – this that's this that's this oh i'm sorry and actually knowing too much about Jim, it which... stop lawyering you're reading too much about it and now you just know too much <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> well when it doesn't work in my favor it's like okay just be dumber when it comes to relationships please oh okay that's all i was gonna say okay well this is just for your personal growth stuff though like you know Right, right. It doesn't have anything to do. Like I'm, not, I'm speaking separately from relationship growth. No, and I have to, I have to look at it because I have to look at it in terms of what really, what excites me, not what I need to do for this relationship so or the, anything else. Like I, think, I just want to approach. I it think from what that. the stars are saying that your your areas of growth are when it comes to relationship. It's this ability to both be available fully for another person. And simultaneously be willing to allow the other person to be fully available for you. 
that's that's it. That captures the essence of your true challenge. Yeah, there. not gonna happen. It's very. It's so hard for you to do that. I know. I'm joking. But like that does that can look that can play. It doesn't doesn't just need to be romantic relationships. Right. And your no, we know that it, we know that that's it's my, all your really. It's all it's how you show up everywhere. Like oh, I need this. I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to believe that you can provide it. Like, and right. we're going to have this equal exchange. Well, and that's kind of my, that's my projection is that's, I guess you're right. Well, I guess somebody's not going to be there for me and I can easily prove that to myself by little things that happen in my mind all the time mm-hmm. that becomes proof for me that, nope, I can't rely on somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can't go to somebody else because... I'm not going to get what I need out of it because I've been, you know, told no. I've been, t- I've been, whatever the case is, instead of, I guess, understanding and, and stepping back and going, oh, wait, this is, you know, this isn't about the other person. This is about me. And it's about how I approach things and it's about how I communicate and I talk yeah. about things and I yeah. share my needs in a real way. And Which, like, if we're going to talk about projection and what, how that's really just a reflection of what you're doing and not doing inside, like you're maybe you're not even really exploring that inside. So, how the hell are you supposed to even put that on the external world if it's right. not even happening inside? Like for me, you know, we've again, I've said this all the time. I have this abandonment thing as much that's just self abandonment. Like, that's happening on the inside. I'm abandoning myself on the inside over and over again. Uh-huh. You're not going to those. You're not open to your own. Experience no, we've already on said mine either. is mine is engulfment, and mine is kind of like this. You're engulfing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, it's it's like I mean it is like trapping yourself. It's like putting you know I feel uh, trapped sometimes on the outside, limited and trapped, and I feel like it's yes you know overloaded. Like are you even having is, so. those internal that internal dialogue of like you know I really think I want this today. I think that I w- I would be open to allowing myself to have this today, like or whatever. Like is there even that internal yes. experience happening? I would argue not because that's well, that's the whole point of all okay. of this with projection. It's not if you're if you can't put it out in the external world, it's you're no, not no. doing it. So in let me the let me st- I was gonna say let me step back a little bit. Is that there's there's little um, bouts of awareness around it, but not as general practice. So okay. when I said that, like mm-hmm. there are times when it's like, oh, I'm I'm you know I'm having that thought. And I'm actually like, oh, okay. I'm I'm realizing I'm having this thought. I'm going to go follow up on this, or you know, actually put this out there. But most of the time, I think that that doesn't happen. Okay. So so it's, it's almost very, like so, this it's conversation very... inside of like, I feel this way. I need this right now. Like, do you? I feel like if I had to put my life savings on it i don't think that that's happening inside a lot i don't know it's, that first of all you even know what you feel let alone what you need it's probably it's probably maybe a 10 percent okay of the time that that's happening that makes sense because i feel like you do it 10 percent of the time oh, good. out in okay. the real world too well not good but we're on the same I mean page that, with that yeah okay <laughs> yeah and again i think that that's the problem is that's my own self-sabotage is putting other things out there and feeling like the response i get back is you know, invalidating or it's shot down and then being like, oh, well then if I can't, if I can't put that out there and get some acceptance around that, then I can't mm-hmm. even we are go all, to the other We are literally all parts. our own worst enemy. Yeah, that's true. And that way. That is very true. Again, it's so easy to point it out in other people and see it in other people. Uh-huh. It's another to, to with ourselves. Yeah. I or do think, even if we do see it with ourselves, it's another to like let's do something about it. <laughs> yeah, you might you might disagree with this, but I I feel like we've both gotten better at that. At um, of course recognizing I would like to that. Think so. Well, I know, but I mean, I, <laughs> I but I genuinely I genuinely think that we've both gotten better in that way. Yeah. You know, if I see something that you're doing, mm-hmm. instead of just being like, not that I don't i mean sometimes i might point it out like you're doing that thing or whatever the case is or you're projecting you you know but at the same time there's many times where i see that and i feel it and then i go oh okay wait a second here this is there's there's this thing going on and i'm not calling you out for it you're not calling it, it's more of a conversation or it's more of like a recognition that that's going on okay if that makes sense so you just have some awareness around it would that be an easier way to say it yeah but i think yeah. th- but not just awareness around it i think there's actually the way we're responding to it is different we're, we're, we're having the awareness is allowing us to respond differently right yeah yep took a while to get that out <laughs> i'm a little slow in this area okay <laughs> Good. What are you looking up? Um, nothing. I'm responding to a text. That's oh, of course. It. Um, and then wait, hold on. I went. Oh, yeah. I had a 
I have like sometimes I jot down questions I want to ask you. Oh, you can't do that today. Um, I just have one question. Just and I one? think I know I'm gonna I think I know the answer. <laughs> and now I'm wondering if we've talked about this before. Okay. Do you remember your potty training years? Are you kidding? No. You you already know the answer to that. You don't. You have no recollection of potty training. Um not really. Not not enough that I could even actually say what I might remember is true or not. So, no. Okay. Like, I remember mine, but then it makes me wonder, was it just because my I waited so long? So I was old enough to Because you were 12. You were 15. <laughs> you were like, well, you were like 18 months. I, 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 was, like, I was 12 months old. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You were 12 years old. I was 12 months old. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just actually trying Why, to Google was, to what see your, how many people, if there's a if there's quick what was your data question available. On, or what was your thought on that or question on that? Well, I remember being potty trained and I just wondered if you did and I figured you didn't, but now I realize I wish I would have looked up to be like, how many people, re- is it common to remember being potty trained? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, shocking. I remember being terrified of being <laughs> potty trained, <laughs> which is probably isn't surprising. Um, you know, most kids, I, you know, but I, I think I vaguely remember having peeing my pants in like kindergarten or first grade or something and okay, being super well, embarrassed about it. But... No, okay. I was, that's what I'm saying. I remember that's... like my potty seat, we had a potty seat. I still picture it. It was wooden. Like I remember my mom, like I feel would like we had wash a plastic it. One. I feel like it was white and blue, but I might be totally wrong on that. A plastic? They had plastic in the seventies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. Well, I don't, was now wooden I don't and know. it had like a white plastic bowl. I remember that. Okay. And I remember like hating it. Like, oh no, they're gonna make me go in there again. I remember like my mom washing it in like the downstairs basement. Like, you know how basements have like sinks like next to washers and dryers. You know, like we have one in ours. What do they call that? Just your basement sink. And a laundry tub. A laundry tub. A basement. I, I just remember seeing <laughs> utility it sink? in there one time, like floating in water because I think my mom was like washing oh, okay. it and like thinking, holy shit, is she gonna make me sit on that in there? Like. And getting so terrified, you I was so, so like, afraid that she was going to make me sit on it in the floating water. You do need to get in touch with like the real world <laughs> in the physical space because that's just a weird thought. I don't know who I just I was so afraid. I did not like potty train. It took me a while to get fully potty trained. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. Okay, but I do know I had to have been by like because I went to preschool for two years. Like I have a fall birthday, so I started preschool when I was three. So I know I was potty trained by then. So I must. I mean, I'm so I must have been. You know, between two and three, probably by the time I was. Yeah, because you so couldn't, I, I mean, you couldn't go to preschool without it. So yeah. So obviously, I was. Yeah, I wasn't too old, and I remember it. I remember well, a lot you, of it. I'm surprised you don't remember. I like, also remember like being born, having I mean, a problem. Seriously, with, you remember? Like, my mom used to like for a while. Like it was like, okay, you don't have to go number two on the on that. You're allowed to do that in your underwear. <laughs> Why? I remember my neighbor was like, why are you letting her do that? Don't let her do that. She needs to. I couldn't. I don't know. I just was like, I think it's control and resistance to change. I mean, honestly, I still have vivid memories of doing that. And I can put myself in my body and think about why didn't you just go in the toilet? And what what comes up is I don't want to. This is what I want to do. This is what feels safe. Because you're comfortable. I have control here. Yeah, this is. Isn't potty training so fascinating? It really Freud was really onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> I just Anyways. can't I can't even I can't fathom being like that's change. I don't want to do that. I'd rather Obviously, have all of this sticky stuff up and down my ass all it. morning or well, all day. I didn't have that. Okay. Well, but I mean, I was pretty constipated, kid. fully <laughs> okay. formed, solid poops. But that was okay. probably another reason why it was probably a lot. You know, if I was, it was hard to. Anyway, know. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enough said. But now I want to look up like stats on how many children remember potty training because you're not a good source on that. You don't. Have a I'm not a good source for any of that stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we done? We're done. It's time to watch the Lions. Okay. All right. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.